Music's going to start ending. Time for the show. I always feel like it sounds like a train a little bit. Like I know. It's because they won't give us our own music. <laughs> we would not have chosen that music, just so you know. Welcome to the True Wealth Radio Show. David and Katie in studio today for your listening enjoyment, edutainment time today. I like that word, edutainment. Edutainment brought to you by Little John Financial Services, where we will bring you stuff that you didn't think you needed to know. And sometimes wish you didn't. Right. <laughs> no. <And> it's <laughs> Sorry. We'll, we're, yeah. we're full of fun facts, guys. When news breaks, we fix it. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> oh wah, wah. We need a soundboard. Sorry. I guess I'll be the soundboard today. I know. We have this. Oh, there you go. Right? Yes. Very, Here very good. As a... Yeah, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Uh, So today, some fun stuff to talk about. The podcast will be easy to name, all right? Because today we're going to talk a little bit about the 1%. Dun, dun, dun. The 1% of what? The 1%. It's a name. It's a name? It's a thing? It's a thing. We're going to talk about the 1%. So if I Google the 1%, it'll come up that way? No, as soon as I say it, though, you're going to be like, Oh, derp. Yeah, okay. It's a financial program. What's the 1%? The top 1% of all earners in the world. Ah, there you go. That'll be an interesting list. In the world. In the world. It's not about a list. I'm not going to start name dropping. You know why? Nobody cares. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I kind of want to know. We know a handful of the people, but it's like we don't need to know about some Russian oligarch. or uh, All right. Newsflash, number one is Bill Gates still. Right, and you're going to see names like Warren Buffett and Jeff Bezos, and uh, you know lots of people on the list of world's richest. Right, and right. The, uh, the Forbes publishes it every year, and you know it falls into the category of yawn. Honestly, it's not good radio to just name drop and no pictures even. Like, well, yeah, you can really do pictures on the radio, like, right? <laughs> so uh, a lot of them, by the way, not very attractive. Well, you know, they didn't make their money you, through their good looks. That's for to, sure. <laughs> you don't have to spot a personality across the room. <laughs> Although, uh, interestingly enough, the uh, top five supermodels in net worth uh, is what's Giselle, right? Well, no, we were talking about net worth the other day and we were joking around about Tom Brady. Right. And, and his wife, Giselle, her net worth, I looked up after the conversation and it is, it's like, it's four, like five, four or five times. It's 400 million. Yeah, it's Her like four, is 400 million. Now four? she is top of the list of supermodels. Right. And I'm assuming there's other marketing and other stuff. Like it's not just well, pictures. No, it's, it's No, it's entirely like endorsements and ad deals and that sort of thing. Right? Well, a lot of them start like their own clothing lines and they have their own sure. stuff. And it's right. So it's all of the merch stuff that kind of comes right. along with I the mean, job. Like, you don't honestly think that Kim Kardashian made all of her money off of Instagram. No. Right. I mean, Instagram parlayed into influencer status, which parlayed into all of the other uh, product lines that she now is associated with and gets paid royalties for. Right. Now, that is an interesting concept too, influencer. Right. Like yes. it's so my kids and I, we were in the car this morning on our way just for me dropping them off at school. And I don't know how we got on the topic, but we were talking about careers. Right. What career do you want? And Sophie's like, I want to be a veterinarian. And then I love it. You get the six year olds. Right. And the six year olds, it's always a wild card. And she's like, I want to be a rock star and a chef and a bicycle shop owner. Wow. And I went, well, I don't even know how you combine those. <laughs> I go, well, you can own a restaurant that has a bicycle shop attached to it and have a microphone so you can sing your heart out while you're there cooking. And she went, I love it. And I went, perfect. Okay, there we go. But 
But and then um, another little boy that I take to school too says, "I want to be a YouTuber." Now that is an interesting concept because when we were little, you couldn't be YouTube didn't exist. Like you couldn't be right. a YouTuber. That kind of thing. And you're talking about influencers. That is a new career that our kids think about, right? Can I be yeah. an influencer? Can I be a somebody who puts something out in out in the atmosphere yeah. and is able to make a living off of selling videos, basically? And I'm not going to spend a lot of time getting into the complexities, but it's fascinating that it exists. Right? That's kind of my point, like influencer. Like you, I mean, you just mentioned Kim Kardashian being paid to be an influencer, right? right. And like that. I mean, other than like pro athlete endorsements didn't really exist outside of having a skill per se, like, right? Like an athlete, like it's okay. You play basketball for a living. And it really does make sense though, right? This, this throws people off when you talk about how this works. But remember, we've talked about, there are two primary ways that you increase your value, Right. right? Scarcity and leverage. Right, and they're leveraging. Okay, so that's what happens. So um, now there's some scarcity element too, right? When you are, so we talk about the 1% in terms of finance, but what about the 1% in terms of like physical attraction? That's essentially what happens on Instagram. I mean, it's not like Kim Kardashian is checked out for her brains <laughs> on Instagram, right? That's not what? what's going. I know, shocking as that may be, her deep thoughts. I, by the way, I still miss Deep Thoughts by Jack, Jack Handy. Yeah. <laughs> if you're old also enough to get that, yourself now. <laughs> I know. If you get that reference, applause to you because I miss that so much. Little things like that that make sense to our generation that like it, some other generations don't get. Sure, They're like, who's that sure. guy? This was like that early 90s Saturday Night Live reference. Right. So anyhow. So the one percenters. The one percenters, and again, this kind of works for lots of these things, but it's also, it's smaller than 1% for the influencer category. Because influencer kind of happens one of two ways, right? Either it's because you're, you, you're somebody wants to just look at you, right? right? Which is, wow, that person is you know, for whatever reason they want to look at you, right? Okay. But usually, like, the, the the classic influencer is kind of the, well, how does a supermodel get attention? Again, it's not necessarily for brains. It's like, well, genetically, they were just sort of gifted, and they probably work out and do those other things to maintain it and make sure that it's at, you know, the top of their game. But nevertheless, that's, we know what the, the product that's being sold. Well, and we <laughs> can know? flip that around a little bit, you know, when you talk about influencer, right? Guess who else has a Twitter account that's super famous? Our favorite president. Sure. <laughs> Donald Trump. No, but but he also influences, and I'm kind of, I'm joking about that, but he also influences Twitter when he puts out tweets, right? Well, yeah, I guess I'm trying to, let me finish the thought for a second. Go right? for it. The issue is it's a scarcity component that starts the influencer element, right? For that or it's a leverage thing, meaning somebody is delivering content that people want. Okay, and so that content that's being created on YouTube, uh, I'll give you a weird example. Okay, I'm putting up, yes, already Christmas lights. Okay, I know <laughs> Thanks, somebody's just David. like, are you serious? Look, this has been on my radar for like a year. They are smart LED lights, and it's a permanent install. Okay, now. I think you need to change the word Christmas because Holiday I know lights, that, for seasonal lighting. Thank you. Because okay. I know if you get them up before Halloween, 
I'll have Halloween lights. Double the black and orange. Yes, they so will. So this and is holiday lights. party and all the other good Right. Stuff. This is not Christmas lights. Yeah. They okay. are. They, uh, yeah. It's uh, 16 some odd million color, different degrees of <laughs> brightness, patterns, control. Every single light is individually controllable. So it's a little over the top for your typical home install. Why am I doing this? Because you like being the one percenter? <laughs> yeah, so some of that is yes. Yes, I like that. But why am I doing it too? You know, I'm not. I'm not doing this with my checkbook. I'm doing this for me personally. This is a hobby event. I came across it of all things on YouTube because I like gadgets. It's true. This is not a secret to anybody that knows me. Nope, like you are a gadgets. gadget guy. And one of the things that I like is home automation. Me too. And so it's all about. At first, it was. I won't say the name because if I do, like all the devices at home that people are listening <laughs> to, she who shall not be named. <laughs> from Amazon will all of a sudden light up and you can, get her, to, you can get her to do stuff, right? So you ask her to turn off the lights or whatever, close the garage. And so I've been getting different features of my home automated. It really started because we moved in the new house, the upstairs, it's like a lot of stairs to get up there because we have 10 foot ceilings downstairs. Yeah. So it's a lot of stairs it's, to climb. It's about an extra half of flight. To, to get up there every time. And guess what? I have young kids and they leave lights on all the time when it's time to go. And because I'm a dad, there are two things you can't do. Don't touch the thermostat and stop <laughs> leaving the lights on. So I, that I, is the dad thing, right? Don't touch the thermostat. Right. So I'm like, just that's, you know, I'm By the a dad. Way, I got to do that. True wealth moment and financial reasoning right there, right? Like, why does dad always control the thermostat? Because he's usually the guy that's hotter in the house, right? Like, he's not the yeah, cold one. I'm the fat guy. Like, that's how it works. <laughs> oh, I, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> Jeez, David's calling himself out. Okay, I did not say that for the record. No, no, I'm, I'm totally but I'm just, it's, it. You're totally right, though, about the thermostat, right? Like, dad is always in control oh, of the thermostat. Jokes, you want to wake a dad up from a coma, try to change the thermostat. <laughs> like, that's the deal. Oh, it's so, in movies. It is in movies right? that yeah, way, too. Like, you know, I don't think he's going to make it, Doc. And he's like, well, let me just change the thermostat real quick. Wait. <laughs> like, from the voice from within. It's like, I, I got one last moment here. So, anyway, I like gadgets. And... I'm learning about how to, so I also, I'm big on security. I mean, you know, me personally is I like things to be in order in our office. Like right. I like things to be very clean, very tidy, very, so I'm, I'm kind of a hyper intense about making sure that all the T's are crossed and the I's are right. dotted and so forth. Uh, you wouldn't necessarily know it because you're like, well, there's papers on your desk. Oh, I know. But everything else is scanned and digital and, you know, in its place. The funny thing is he knows exactly what's in that stack, right? Like, it's not like it's a miscellaneous stack of whatever. You so, know. You know. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's tragic, but I'm a geographic organizer. Like, I see where things are in my head and I'm like, I have to go over there and get it out of this stack because it's in that spot. Yeah. Uh, no, he knows. It's it's not it's not the pile of nothing. It's it, he knows. It came from DJ days long ago when I used to uh, when I needed to find a song and I was wheeling around. It was like a really giant briefcase on wheels. Right. That uh, full of CDs. Like a normal. Yeah, it was full of CDs back then. I remember those sleeves. CD cases. It wasn't jewel cases. It was sleeves. So I yeah. would carry around you know like four or five hundred CDs with me, and. I could just know by the section in there. I could go, it's about here, and I could be within two or three discs. I just knew where every song in that case was visually. Oh, I remember when my life was that way. <laughs> yeah, and, and now now everything's digital, which is great. It's way more searchable and user-friendly. Nevertheless, so I like gadgets. I find this guy on YouTube who explains how the gadgets work. And I've watched him go from having, you know, um, you know, a couple, like, 
a couple hundred subscribers to like 30 or 40,000 subscribers over the last year and a half. He's wow. become a genuine influencer in the space. And now they send him products to review. He gets all the gadgets for free now. Well, yeah, because he has eyeballs looking at it. Yeah. And, they, and, and that's the know, best way to advertise. And he's a coder and everything. He's just smart enough to do it. That is not my thing. We, you know, if we were going to create a YouTube channel, okay. it'd be about finance. Right? We have and, a YouTube it, channel. We do have a YouTube channel. It is about finance. It is about finance. Which, yeah. unfortunately, unfortunately, sometimes not a super exciting topic. It's not. not that you don't need to know the information, but it's not as fun as blowing up LED lights. Well, and, and we're probably, we keep trying to tilt it around and figure out if there's a formula people care about, which is we don't sell on YouTube. Just right. so you know, if you ever want to go to our channel and, you know, ask us questions on email. Right, so you send an email to info at littlejohnfs.com, and we'll actually build video content around those questions. We'll right. answer it on the radio, but we put it on there too. Right, right. So you can go to our website uh, and and find it through there. But you can uh, that's littlejohnfs.com for all you podcast people, or you can go to YouTube and just subscribe to the channel, and you'll see the content right. that we do. Uh, but that's we've not become 20,000 subscribers or anything close to that, you know, because again, yeah. So if you really want to make my day, go to YouTube and just subscribe and all that. Now I'm it's like, see how shameless that was. <laughs> but yeah, nevertheless, influencer, right? Apparently I'm just not the 1% good looking or the 1% financially interesting. Oh, well, let's change that. We better get you in there instead. Katie. Oh, you know is that how what that it works? Is? We'll just put Katie on the channel. All right, look, yeah. we're running long on the first segment. Let's do this. Let's grab a break. When we come back, I want to get into a little bit more about this 1% concept because there's this goofy idea out there that I want to share with you that I think is broken and we need to understand it better. So stick around. We'll be right back. This is David Littlejohn. And Katie Shook. You got True Wealth on News Radio 1240, KQEN. All right, gang, welcome back to the True Wealth Show. And for those of you that are just joining us, you can remember, catch the podcast, right? Which is also a new thing, like not new this week, but newer thing, right? Podcasts didn't exist like 10, 15 years ago, did they? Well, they kind of started with the iPod. That's why they're called podcasts. So, you know, iPod came out pre-iPhone. True. And iPhone's more than 10 years old now. Wow. See, that's when you start to go, wait, when was that stuff? Because I remember the first iPhone, it was pre-2008, it's 2019. So, yeah, somewhere in that 2008-ish range was when the iPhone came out. I remember getting one as soon as the first generation I didn't have, but as soon as the second generation iPhone, I had that. You didn't have an iPhone. I've had an iPhone. What? Yeah. Oh, you traitor. What are you talking about? Because you don't have iPhone anymore. So? That doesn't make me a traitor. Traitor would be going back. Traitor. <laughs> It's that is a whole separate. We could do a whole show on, on the my the woes of Apple versus Google and how for the longest time Google to me because of their open open architecture was sort of the company that uh, stood for honesty and integrity and Apple was frustrating because they locked everything down. But now my my impression of the two companies has really shifted because. It's been Apple that actually stood up to the federal government and said, no, we put security on these devices for a reason, and we will not give you a workaround hack. Right. And, and I, I love thought, it. Yeah. wow. And meanwhile, Google, uh, you know, it seems has their own agenda for the way they curate uh, their content and what is produced and so forth. And, uh, it, you know, I don't believe that it is as simple as 
uh, oh sure well however you know their search rankings are built around specific algorithms and so forth and so yeah they're not naive about the way the world works and the bias in search rankings and no it's not a political comment directly it's just a, a cultural influencing Oh, okay. back to the influencer. Okay, so we were talking, right. we started off the show with the 1%. Now, why are we talking about the top 1% of the world today? So I want to, I want to, it's a really good question. And it, it, so this is one of those that showed up, but it's shown up for a long time. And it really is, it's a political question that is a, is a giant misunderstanding. How so? Okay. So first, let me frame this for you. There are many things that are popular to be distilled down to a meme, right a single idea to make it polarizing but it's a much more complex issue okay the one percent is an easy one because people will say something like the rich need to pay their fair share okay what is their fair share well that's if we deconstruct what's said right there first of all how do we define rich and what is fair and True. this is kind of what people say well it's not me and you'll know it when you see it <laughs> So we have talked multiple times on the show, and I have mentioned myself personally, how, you know, um, my life as a foster parent, there's some parents that I come across and, and they have said, wow, you're rich, which is funny to me because I don't feel rich right. at all. It's a matter of and perspective. I wouldn't say I was rich, right? Some of our clients, I'd go, wow, they're rich. And yet to them, they probably aren't rich either because there's probably people that have more wealth than them that they would deem as rich, right? So it's like, where is that measuring stick? Who are you measuring yourself against? So it's a very interesting comment that you brought up, like, oh, it's not me, but you'll know it when you see it, right? I, Unless if it's somebody rolling in with multiple, multiple millions, right? Like, because there's a lot of people that are like the neighbor next door that may have a million dollar, four or five million dollar net worth, and you'd never know it. So here's what happens, and, and this is where I'm just going to say it because it's easier than tiptoeing around it. If we were to clue in more, this stuff becomes, this is a real liberating concept, okay? So for all of you out there listening, here's where I want to lighten the load off of your shoulders. Knowledge can be power. Right. Okay. And in this scenario, understand that these memes are designed to get people to pick a team, right? right. So you, you either agree or you disagree. So they try to make something binary, okay? You know, it's you know either you love children or you hate the whole world. Okay, well, I mean, these are not real choices. And it's not even that. It's either you love children or you love cats, and you're like, uh, yeah, they're can, mutually exclusive. Can I like both? And, yeah. <laughs> can I so, hate both? <laughs> and the idea is there's actually some political science behind what's going on, and the idea in today's world is, uh, and it, it so. Why politics? Because politics is also in advertising. What? Yeah. You don't say. And here's the trick. Uh, let's just, I'm going to level with everybody right now. If all you five listen, of you listeners. If you, yeah, all five <laughs> of you. If you listened to the beginning of the program, one of the things it says is the following is a paid program from Little John Financial Services. And the views and opinions. Expressed or not necessarily those of the radio station. And then we throughout the show will do things like say, hey, you know, you can't rely on past performance as an indicator of the future. And also things like, hey, don't don't take what we say as personal investment advice. Seek a professional advisor. Right. And then we'll usually throw our phone number out because we're, you know. A professional advisor. That Like that. The, the issue here is that for... It, 
when you're not paying for something, like on radio, you are not paying for the radio, then how does the radio get paid for? By us, <laughs> the advertisers. Well, the advertisers want to rent your ears or your eyeballs right? so that while you're listening to the station, in between the content, you're going to get these promotional events. Right. right? The, the commercials, the advertisements, advertisements, depends on how you say it, right? I like them both. And when, when somebody takes a statement and makes it binary, they're trying to figure out where you fall in a spectrum, and then they can appeal to that side of your personality. And politicians do the exact same thing. They do. They make these issues out of it, right? So when you think about the one percent, why do we just say they need to pay their fair share? I think it's easy to point a finger at somebody else. Like, uh, it's, I just, no, it's it's like you're overcomplicating this. Oh, thing, right? oh, I'm sorry. I mean, okay, because fair is undefinable. That's true, right? I mean, like let's just pick an ambiguous term. It's like saying, "Boy, it's hot," compared to what? That's true. Right? You no, have to have totally... a basis of comparison. Yeah, which, by the way, that thank you for that one, too. That one is a funny one. It's hot, right? So up here in Oregon, we are used to a different variety of weather, yeah. right? including winter. Not all. Now, winter, yeah. as it is defined in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, is 70 degrees, yeah, which up like here. Yeah, it's cold. I know. And we're, and we're like, in long like sleeves. Summer. And yeah. we're in like shorts going, showing off our Oregon white. <laughs> Where's the sun, right? It's hot outside yeah. because it's 30 or something here instead, right? Yeah, and then so, you go to Minnesota and it's like negative 30 and you're like, what That's just cold. <laughs> so there are all of these. It's again the measuring stick. Yeah, it's subjective in nature intentionally. Yeah, so fair share. Right, and so here's the thing that I want us to understand. This is a tax question. It is. Right? And I think tax is one of those things that's just really misunderstood. It's kind of like the social security system, right? It's really misunderstood. People say social security's broke. And then somebody else I saw the other day posted a meme saying social security's got $4 trillion to the positive. You're nuts. And I'm like, you got to show me your data because you were cherry picking, <laughs> right? But let's go back to, let's go back to taxes for a sec. I think we there shall. are some assumptions that the general public makes, right? Right. So if you are a an employee, right, and you've been an employee, you know how your paycheck looks, right? Like you know that there's a dollar per hour that you've agreed upon to work for and that taxes get taken out of your check and then you take home the net of it, right? Like you take home the balance of your check. I don't so, know if you agree or not. It's just happening one way or the other. But it's, yeah, it's, it's well, this is going you know, down, right? It's but 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 I'm just saying, like you've agreed to work for a wage. Taxes come out of your check. You take your pay. You take your take home, right? Your take home pay is not your full wage that you agreed to work for. It's less your taxes. Now the assumption that I think ends up happening is if you've been an employee for a long time, you assume that everybody takes home a paycheck like that, right? Like there's an assumption of like I have a wage, I pay my taxes, and there we go. That's the wage I take home. And what we don't understand is how different people get paid. Yeah, we don't. I know where you're going with this one. I'm going to help. Please do. Right. The issue is that taxes for different ways that money is received. Right. Or ways that your net worth is calculated are applied in different ways. Right. right. So taxes are not simply taxes. Okay. Now, 
in the broad sense of the term, it's kind of like saying, well, there's paint. Okay, well, what color? Is it indoor, outdoor, gloss, semi-gloss, eggshell, whatever? You know, and then you can pick and mix colors to infinity, right? And add glitter. And add glitter. <laughs> Sorry. So, and then there's different types, right? There's oil-based and latex-based. And acrylic and, so, and well, yeah. Right. Okay. So we get that there's actually a lot of variety, but we just kind of call it taxes. Well, in even income taxes. Well, here's the what, what people need to understand. We often think about the 1% and we think it's really ridiculous how much money the 1% has and they should chip more of that into the government coffer because the government is providing these services and seems to not have enough money. Okay. Okay. Now, here's there are some big picture things at work here. And by the way, I'm doing my best to walk the middle of the line on this one. I'm not trying to pick a political side right now. I'm not trying to pick a specific team or a person or a not person. I'm not going after anybody with this. I'm talking literally about the system itself. We're doing framework. And the way it's built. We're explaining the framework. So, And this is important because you need to understand how money trickles down. Yeah, and, and, as soon as, and, and even then, as soon as you use the term trickle, trickle down, down. Oh. that's going to imply a certain political viewpoint. True. I don't even want to think that way. Okay. I'm talking about middle of the road when the system was built. So it was built by elected officials. Right. And they were trying to either incentivize or discourage certain behaviors. Okay. Okay. Hence so, long-term and short-term capital gains. That's a huge <laughs> one. And so there are a handful of ways that money is taxed, but essentially you can think of it as money that has been moving into your life this year. Okay. Okay. And it's money that has been received as a form of income, All whether right. it is wages okay. or if it was a dividend paycheck, if you bought and sold something in the same year for a profit, right? All of these are different ways that you would be considered to have the equivalent of money that was earned in this year, or it will be taxed as, taxed as such. Okay. Now, one of those I said is you bought something and sold it in the same year. Like if you bought a house right now and flipped that house in three months and made a profit, that profit is going to be considered, even though it's a, treated as a capital gain, it's going to be taxed like income. It's a capital gain, but it's a short-term capital gain, and you just apply income tax rules to it, more or less. Now, now if again, I bought it and rehabbed it for a whole year... If you held it for more than a year, it has different treatment. And we're going to get to that. Oh. Okay, we're going to get to that. Okay. But I want you to just, in your mind... I'm going to put a I pin want in you to it. think about it. Right. So okay. just hang on to that in the back of your mind and be like, tell me. But, but you just have to get through this part, which is when you earn income, that's the progressive scale that we think about. And that's where the more money you earn in a year, the more your tax rate goes up. So if you're at the poverty level, you can pay very little tax. If any. At the federal level, right? And then the state has a different tax structure, right? So you pay Uncle Sam, and then you pay Uncle Oregon or Aunt Kate or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Aunt uh, Kate, that was a good one. <laughs> well, I mean, she's the governor, right? So. No, I know. That's why I laughed. It was Aunt Kate. I got it. Okay. Uncle Sam and Aunt Kate. Yeah. So there's those two different systems if you're in Oregon. If you're in California, it's going to be whoever, you know, whatever California's state tax rules are. Right. So you're going to get a federal layer and then a state layer. 
And then you may get local layers too, and those are things like bond levies and so forth. But the trick is income is that money that you received this year from your efforts, okay? If you make a million dollars, you're gonna be at a really high tax bracket. Yep. Okay, uh, if you make $10 million, you're gonna be in the highest tax bracket. Right? I mean, it doesn't. There is no higher tax bracket than that. If you're making ten million dollars, you're paying whatever the maximum tax percentage is by category. You still won't pay the full max category. I think it's thirty-five and a half percent or something right now. Oof. But you won't pay that much in total because there will be some deductions that you get, ah. even though it will be so close to that percentage. Because the amount that you get to deduct is like you know below, you know, one hundred fifty thousand or something. Yeah. I'm not pulling the tax tables up, and I don't bother to memorize them, just so you all know, because they change all the time. So I'm like, forget it. I just keep it up and re-memorize something, and I get all confused. So I just look them up, because I have a it's like looking up your phone number in the phone book, right? <laughs> Anyhow, the idea is income is treated as taxable in a progressive scale. What about stuff that isn't income? There's stuff that isn't income. Lots of stuff that isn't income. We got to talk about that. That's the pin, right? That's the pin. When we come back, we're going to talk about the stuff that isn't income and why the fair share thing is a trap. So stick around. We'll be right back. This is David Littlejohn and Katie Shuck. You got True Wealth on News Radio 1240 KQEN. <laughs> All right, gang. Uh, True Wealth Show. Still cranking along, and we have been picking on the, the 1%. The top one percenters. I know, picking on them today, but not what you think. And if you're just joining, you got to check out the podcast. Uh, it's available at 541radio.com or where you really should be going to get it, which is littlejohnfs.com. Right, our website, because we're uh, so friendly and smiley. I thought you were going to say awesome. I did watch the Lego movie this weekend, by the way. Everything is awesome. Yes. Okay. So. Because so, we're that. Um <laughs> Talking about the top 1%, why is that important to our listeners? Well, here, it's, it's important because if, if you can frame this in, your, in the top in your mind, it's, it can change the way you interact with your taxes. I think a lot of people oversimplify things. And here's the reality. Uh, many people are jealous of the 1%, but they'd like to be the 1%. That's why they're jealous of them, because sure. they're not the 1%. Right. And what I'm telling you is that I think that one percent's an achievable thing in this country just because so many people won't do what it takes now are you gonna be the next bill gates i don't know it's the odds are slim but i'm not going to tell you not to shoot for it but what i am going to tell you is what created bill gates was a unique circumstance and time and so forth and so sometimes that happens right the same thing that you know facebook was unique circumstance and time and it kind of blew up but facebook wasn't the first one there right because no. there was myspace Nope, Eons it's true. ago, you, you know, and so those, but like Netflix, it blew up. Uh, Netflix is now being targeted by Disney, right? And right. that's just a very real thing. So you kind of watch the way these things rise and fall. Disney has deeper pockets than Netflix, so it can be an interesting battle. I feel like Disney's kind of like the great uncle you never talk to, who just kind of hangs out in the wings but does its own thing. <laughs> Like it's just I a weird. I have no idea. What I love you're Disney. About. Okay, it's never mind. I have a really big family. Anyways, so we were talking about um, when we left the little pin. We put a pin in it. Right. Stuff that isn't income, and we're discussing it regarding 
fair share. When people say you need to pay your fair share. This is the trap that people get into. And I want to give folks a little bit of insight because when folks make this argument, uh, things like, well, we could afford X through our government if we only taxed people their fair share. Uh, Nobody wants to define fair, first of all. And so I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to tell me, well, what's the fair share? And usually the answer I get is, well, as long as the other guy pays more than me, it's fair. So that's what I was going to say, is a lot of people are all for raising taxes if it doesn't affect them. Sure. Right? But the minute it affects you, you're like, well, I don't want to pay more tax. Right. And this is also a political game, right? Because oh, heck yeah. Because if you consider the idea that, well, I want to appeal to you by saying, I won't stick it to you, I'll stick it to somebody else. So you're going to benefit. You're like, yeah. Okay. Stick it to them. Yeah, that's a th- <laughs> that's kind of the approach. And it's okay because the wealthy class, you know, they're hoarding it and they're not sharing it. That's the 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 logic primarily. Uh Well, that's the I think sometimes that's the lie that's being spread. Well, you know, I'm not going to say that it it hasn't happened. Right. I mean, I'm not going I mean, look, there are a lot of people that get into a position of wealth and hoarding and they really aren't necessarily good folks. So I'm not excusing that. But what I'm going to tell you is there are some unintended consequences if you don't understand what you're asking for, right? Right. And this is the equivalent of like the genie granting you three wishes and then you go, no, not that wish. Right. (laughs) After that, after it happens, you go, oh, that's not what I meant. Uh, I think that's really what goes on with people when they think about taxes. Because here's the idea. Let's say, for example, make up a person. Let's I don't give, have to let's, make up. I can give you a real, a oh, fairly give me real, a real life good example. Person. Let's pick on Jeff Bezos. Ooh, okay. Okay. Now, Jeff Bezos. Who? Now, for some people that don't know that name, who is he? Jeff Bezos is the founder of Amazon. Okay, there you okay? go. And if you don't know what Amazon is, you're hiding under a rock. Okay. <laughs> True. Just, ask, just, a, I, ask a five-year-old; they know what Amazon yeah, I mean, is. I'm just telling you, like, you, like you need to get out more. Uh, <laughs> So, so true. So Jeff Bezos has, uh, you know, he's he's trades back and forth as the richest man in the world with Bill Gates, depending on where the stock value is between Microsoft and Netflix uh, and Amazon. Fair enough. Okay. So anyway, Jeff Bezos is a fun one to pick on because people will say he, you know, Amazon doesn't pay any taxes. Okay. For, as a company, and see that's not right. These are all memes that I've seen for like in right. Facebook's feed. Because it starts or fights, but yeah. And so, first of all, Amazon does pay taxes, but you know it's payroll taxes and employment tax and those sorts of things. So lots of taxes are going into the system. Amazon employs lots and lots of people. Lots. Now, somebody may be saying, "Well, the employee really pays that." Okay, but if you're going to say that, then you have to say corporations don't pay taxes at all. And they do. They pay portions of it. Well, no, you have to take that position because what I'm saying is if it's the employee's wage and, well, that's a factor of the wage and the company knows it and it's the cost of having the employee, then what you're admitting to is, okay, well, then the company doesn't pay any taxes at all. All those prices are reflected in what the consumer gets charged. Oh. Right? Because, well, if the company has to pay taxes, in order to pay the taxes, they have to generate the revenues. They have to charge the customer to get the revenue to pay the taxes. The same way they have to calculate in the cost of the taxes in the wage. So that's the thing. If the employer pays half the tax, is it the employer? Or was that always part of 
Well, the whole compensation package that the company had to consider. That just, right there is just an argument waiting to happen. It's Well, it is. But this is, again, folks not understanding the entire system. And it's attractive because, again, what's fair? Again, making sticking it to somebody else. That's fair. But, but the way this stuff gets defined. So Jeff Bezos, we say, well, Jeff, you know what? You don't, your secretary pays more in taxes than you do. Okay. So then you have to ask the question, absolute or relative? Oh, because is it based on the percentage or based on the dollar value? Right. So and that's so, what you're so asking. So invariably people are saying, well, on a relative basis, the secretary pays more. Now, this is a fictional example, but people bring it up with Warren Buffett too. And lots I was going to say, people. you've mentioned it with Warren Buffett a ton of times, yes. but we're just so bringing it into the now with Jeff Bezos. So let's say the secretary gets paid $200,000 a year and she's, uh, or he, Right, this this person, they're the secretary. There's Jeff Bezos's assistant. Yeah. So the direct <laughs> report to Jeff Bezos, the personal assistant, who gets paid two hundred thousand a year, uh, no dependents or anything else. Again, fictional, but they're in the top tax bracket more or less. Okay. Uh, let's say they get paid four hundred thousand a year. Okay. Right, they get paid a bunch to be the right hand man for Jeff Bezos. Right. Or woman. Or woman. Okay. Whoever it may be. The right hand person, and what happens is, uh, they're in the top tax bracket. Okay. Okay. And Jeff Bezos doesn't pay himself any income, right? He just takes no salary at all. All right. So he pays no income tax. So. So wait a minute. That's unfair. Jeff Bezos doesn't pay as much as this other person. Look, they're paying 35, 40 percent of their income. So in let's taxes. say let's say let's say forty percent, right? So he right. makes four hundred. And Jeff grand. Bezos is paying like three percent. That's wrong. You know, he's just. Well, first of all, if Jeff Bezos is worth $77 billion and he pays 3% of $77 billion, he's paying a lot, lot more than if that than guy paid 100% assistant. of right. this. So there, there's that, absolute versus relative measurement. And then the other issue is understand that Jeff Bezos doesn't have much income. So this is under, you said this right before the break, stuff that isn't income. Correct. So what stuff is it? So if you aren't getting paid a wage, how would you get paid by the company? Well, what do you think makes Jeff Bezos so valuable on paper? His ownership in the company. Correct. His, his stock ownership like in the company. He has like 15% almost ownership of Amazon. And Amazon's valued and at... And Amazon's approaching a trillion dollars of value. Okay, so let, let's just... Yeah. So if you've got 15% of a trillion, you've got a giant number, <laughs> right? 150, 150 billion. billion, right? So... <laughs> And it's not that high because he also had a divorce, and you know that she had to give. <laughs> you know they split up the shares. His wife took a, you know now ex-wife took a portion of the, the shares with her and so forth. But Jeff's got mega bucks, right? Yes. I mean billions. Right. It's much of it is tied up in real estate and the company stock. Right. So it's not like he has 150 billion in cash sitting right. in a vault it's somewhere. Not sitting in the bank. So if you're saying he needs to pay his fair share, he needs to pay 40 percent of his net worth oh you know what you're suggesting that what are you suggesting all right i'm gonna make us take our last break oh yeah we gotta I'm do gonna, that yeah i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna say this is what happens if we want jeff bezos to pay 40 percent of his net worth in taxes Ooh, that you're when asking we a come lot. back on the true wealth show this is david littlejohn and katie shook and you got true wealth on news radio 1240 kqen Hey gang, welcome back to the home stretch of the True Wealth Show, where we were going to ask the question that's been burning for you. I know this answer, your life will not be complete until you've heard it. 
I say, you've been screaming it since the beginning of the show, right? We've been talking about the top 1% in the, the world. The top 1% and... How they earn their income. How they earn their income and also... How they pay their taxes. How they pay their taxes and why you get this disparity in tax rate where it seems like the quote-unquote regular person isn't is paying way more than, than the ultra-rich. Ultra well, we were talking about Jeff Bezos from Yeah, Jeff was Amazon. the example, and we said, so you're talking about Jeff Bezos, who still has like a 15% share of Amazon or something. If you can look up the exact percentage, I'm not trying to go there. Just know the ballpark figure, and his net worth is something like $77 billion. Oof. Giant number, right? right? And when we talk about the deficit that the federal government operates on first of all you know the deficit you know it's climbing at like a trillion dollars a year or something uh. so 77 billion you could take all of it and it wouldn't slow down the federal government much because they'd be hungry <laughs> and, and that's, a whole, like that's a whole separate discussion about how that's gone nuclear but for the for the scenario with jeff bezos or anybody in this super top 0.01 percent category the attraction is to say they need to pay their fair share. And why we talk about why fair? Because it's ambiguous. What right? is yeah, what is fair? And because it's really easy to target the, the hyper elite because first of all they can afford whatever they want. Well like, secondly, they don't even there's not enough budget. of them to fight back. Well that's the other is that you know if you talk about the ultimate minority, it's the minority of privilege though. So it's you know you can go after them. Right. You know, pick on that group because they have infinity resources and therefore you know, they need to suck it up, right? They don't suffer the way anybody else does. And so they don't have any suffering premium for their status. Uh, so it's a fun group to target, and there's not enough of them that they can't vote or anything. But they buy their politicians, I suppose. So That's whatever. another show. That's another That's show. That's another show. I just know somebody's going to say, yeah, they do. They do it this way. Okay. So All stuff right. that isn't, we talked about stuff that isn't income. You still haven't clarified so, what so, stuff isn't income. So capital gains are not income. First of all, if Jeff Bezos needs to get a hundred million dollars he can sell some amazon shares okay right he could sell them and then it becomes taxable right but think about instead of thinking about his net worth as if it's amazon and amazon's a company making all this money what if it was just a really expensive house like he had a 77 billion dollar house okay and he was living in it now he may have to pay his property taxes but let's not pollute this whole discussion let's just talk about how do you tax the house if it's just sitting there? And if it wasn't a house, then, you know, it could, what if you own the moon or something that doesn't have property taxes? <laughs> okay. Whatever the case, you think about this and you go, well, he didn't sell it. Right. Okay. He's living in it. He's using it. It's his home. So do we make him pay taxes as if it's income for living in the house? Yeah, that doesn't sound right. It's not income, right? It's just a house. It's just an asset that's sitting there. Right. Okay. Because now people are confusing cash with assets. That's the issue. So the house, now if he sold the house and he bought it for $50 billion and now it's worth $77 billion, now he's got $27 billion, billion in, in profits. Right. And the government would say, okay, well now you've got profits in your pocket. You, so you need, need to, to give us our share. Give us our share of the profits, right? Now it's a capital gain, not income. And capital gains, yeah. So capital, capital gains, gains have different rates, right? right? So depending on if how much income you have and if it's long term, but so you get into the tax weeds on this, but it's not taxed as high as income. Why? 
Because the government wanted to incentivize you in a different way. Right. The, it was actually an incentive for investors to be more long term, to commit capital to projects because it was an investment in economic growth. Isn't that why, um, like, if you sell your house under two years, then um, don't you pay taxes? But if you, you can, like, if you, if but you, if live, you live in, in it like the last two years or two something. Two out of five, then you get a capital gains exemption. So, right. yeah, those are all elements of the tax code to incentivize certain behaviors. So when we think about that, the idea is, here's what happens if we tell Bill Gates, you know what, he needs to pay taxes on his net worth because he's super, super wealthy and that just needs to happen. Uh, you collapse Amazon. You said Bill Gates. Jeff Bezos. I'm sorry, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, I did, I did that. Wrong one. Okay, totally that's glad okay. Glad you caught that. So, so if Jeff Bezos, hey, you know what? I don't care. You're worth lots of money and you can't stop us. There's more voters here than you. So we're going to say that anybody that has a net worth over $5 million, they have to pay you know, tax on their whole net worth. Oh, my goodness. So you think about this and say, you're going to have to pay a 20% tax yeah. on your whole net worth. Please don't crush and, Amazon. And you go, all right, <laughs> so you just forced Jeff Bezos to liquidate a giant amount of Amazon stock. More stock than there are buyers out there. And the company all of a sudden collapses. Or because shut down factories you, or you shut down departments. Yeah, but you flood the whole market. Ugh. And the other thing that you do is you totally disincentivize anybody to own a business because, well, that was this year. Now next year you're going to do it again and you're going to keep cutting him down until his he has to sell everything and he doesn't own the business anymore. Then who owns it? You say, well, the shareholders own it, I guess. What it, what it will do, though, is it will totally disincentivize the public market of public ownership of companies. And I think that's a really unintended consequence because it does it to all the companies that have ownership from entrepreneurs. Well, as I say, if they're targeting him for shareholder ownership, then they would target everybody that was a shareholder. Possibly. Yeah, I mean, well, no, it's potentially it's any any assets. It doesn't matter what they are. What if it's just real estate? You own a giant skyscraper where you got to sell the skyscraper to pay taxes. Oh, that'd be horrible. And then there's no buyer for it. So the price collapses. So that means you can't sell it. You could literally collapse the economy Ugh. if that was your goal. Or right. if that if that's what you did. So we're Unintended totally out of time. The music's playing and we got to do it. But you got to know that's what you're asking for when you're like, fair share. I'm like, you be careful. All right. So look, I know we covered weird stuff. If you have financial stuff for you personally, give us a call at 541-375-0898. Other than that, check out the website, littlejohnfs.com. Time for us to go. Thanks as always for tuning in.